Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this weekend. This is our final week in our our series, Still Valley Barbell Club. What if God's church were a gym? And this is my favorite lesson, at least for me to teach it. I hope it's your favorite too, but it's, it's my favorite lesson. And in case you're joining us in this series for the first time, by the way, next week we begin a new series called Church in the Wild. I'm so excited about that. You're going to love that too. But in case you're new, um, here's what we thought. You know, a fitness disciple, whether it's in a gym or you work out at home, there's so many principles that they use that are identical to what we need to use as a spiritual disciple or a Jesus follower. So we thought, let's do a series. Let's help people understand by giving examples of what the Still Valley Barbell Club was like. My brother Tony and I owned the Still Valley Barbell Club in the late 70s. So we thought, let's let's do a series and compare. And we're going to do that today. And uh, we had a guy at our gym. His name was Bob. And if you were to see Bob, he he was impressive. He was like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. And Bob had muscles coming out of muscles and his arms stuck out, you know, just stood out, big chest, no neck, you know. And he walked around like this, you know, hey, I'm Bob. And, And you know how sometimes slender people walk around like this and you go, come on, you've got room, right? I've got room. This guy didn't have any room, man. He was just that built. He was impressive. But I saw him one day with shorts. And he wasn't so impressive. When I saw him the first time with shorts on, gym shorts, you know, I thought, whoa, it looks like there was a transplant here. And they took maybe a 15-year-old kid that had skinny legs and transplanted him onto Bob. And I was like blown away when I saw that. And that's when I realized Bob had CLS. And in case you don't know what CLS is, um, it's chicken leg syndrome. And he had chicken leg syndrome. And guess what? We can have... spiritual chicken leg syndrome. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I don't know why Bob did this, but Bob never went on the leg side of the gym. He just never went on that side of the gym. And so it was about a quarter of our gym, the leg side, all the workouts there, all the machines and, and dead weights. And he just never went over there. So I didn't know why. I never asked him. There's Two reasons I can come up with. I'll share the first now. Uh, maybe he just wanted to work on what people could see out when he was in public, because you can wear pants and nobody has to see your CLS, right? You can hide your CLS. But I saw this shirt and I thought, man, I, I'd love to get my hands on this shirt. Friends don't let friends skip leg day. And if we're really friends, I'm going to make sure you don't skip leg day, because this is what Bob actually looked like. So take a, take a look at this picture. This is a character of Bob. Take a look at this. That's what he looked like. And I saw it the first time. I'm like, what? How can, how can he look like that? But he looked terrible. And I want to make sure we don't look like that in our spiritual lives. So I hated the leg side of the gym too. I really hated it. And guess what? I had a workout partner who loved it. His name was Joe, so we were Joe and Joe. He loved working his legs out. I hated working my legs out. And my reason was, see, here's the second reason. My reason was I had a knee injury playing football the the last game of my junior year, so I tore my cartilage in my ligaments, and they didn't have orthoscopic surgery back then, so my scar is literally this big. And this is not a fish story, right? Fish story, I say, oh, is is this big? No, it's this big, it's ugly. And they didn't do a great job. So when I went on the leg side of the gym, 
it hurt. It was uncomfortable. My knee would click when I worked it out and uh, there was pain. But here's what I learned. Joe got me over there twice a week. And, and guess what? The muscles around that knee built up and it actually became better. And I got rid of my chicken leg syndrome. And some of us, we don't want to do certain things in the Bible. We avoid leg day, spiritual leg day, because it's tough, some of these things that we need to do. And I'm going to help you and I understand how to do that. So I always have a big idea. This is my big idea for this lesson. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And it goes like this. It goes, we can become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And, and I love this because there are certain things that the Bible asks us to do that are not easy to do. And it's really easy to become uncomfortable doing it. And it's like, this is too hard. This is too much work. I don't enjoy doing this. But here's what I've learned. If you stick with it, we can become comfortable with the uncomfortable. So I want to ask you a question. What is your spiritual leg day? And you may not even know it yet because we didn't go far enough in this message to know it. But what is your spiritual leg day? So log that in your mind. As we go through this lesson, I, I want you to finish at the end of this lesson understanding I know what it is. And I'll give you some great examples too, guys. So we want to find out how to avoid CLS, spiritual uh, chicken leg syndrome, right? So I heard this quote uh, from a life coach. Her name's Sherry Alberts. And, and this quote really impacted me. It's very similar to my big idea. And it goes like this. Everything we want is on the other side of discomfort. Think about that. Everything we want. What kind of freedom do you want? Where do you want freedom at? Do you want freedom from an addiction? Do you, do you, do you want a better relationship? What is it that you want? What is it in your life you'd like to attain? What is it in your spiritual life you'd like to attain? Everything we want is on the other side of discomfort. But remember, we can become comfortable with that discomfort. And so a lot of us say, I don't wanna go on the leg side. I didn't wanna go on the leg side. But if you get on there, pretty soon you're pretty comfortable on that side and it literally will bless and help your life. So here is an amazing statement. It goes like this. Bodybuilders are really body breakers. And most of us know this. In order to make a muscle grow stronger, you have to first break it down. And so maybe you're not a weight room kind of guy, but if you were in the weight room, you'd have to work really hard. Your muscles should be sore when you're done. And, and then if you take a couple days off, they're literally going to grow bigger because you're giving them more resistance. But even if you're doing push-ups, you're doing workouts at home, some other kind of strength training, it doesn't matter. Um, here's what you have to understand. Bodybuilders are really body breakers. You have to break it down in order for it to grow. And so when things are uncomfortable that God asks us to do and he challenges us with the scriptures, understand guys, that's literally going to make you spiritually stronger. And I remember when we had these beginning, beginning bodybuilders come in and I created this program for them. And I had this little saying, uh, lift a little a lot, lift a little a lot. And I'd say, just start out light. And some of you, 
Um, maybe you're listening and saying, man, I'm just new. Uh, some of these things God asks to do in the Bible are tough. Well, just lift a little a lot. Just get started, get started. Uh, here, here's what we gave our beginning bodybuilders. This was their program. And you can see, uh, look at the first row, guys. You can see it's just a little a lot. Second row, a little a lot. Third row, a little a lot. And after a while, we got them into an intermediate program and we start stacking the weights on. And they were ready once those weights began to come on. So this reminded me a little a lot, reminded me of something I've been watching of late. I have three grandchildren and Joey's 10, soon to turn 11. Riley's eight, soon to, soon to turn nine. They're, they're, they're going to turn real soon, a couple months. But Ophelia's 11 months. And so I watched my kids walk. I watched Joey and Riley walk. Now I'm watching Ophelia. You know, and it starts with that belly crawl, you know, the military crawl. And then they get up on all fours and they crawl. But then they start to pick themselves up and just hold on to a couch. And then they fall on their dupa and they hold on for dear life. But then they begin to become comfortable and they walk up and down that couch, right? And, and they begin to become more familiar. Then I'll see her just stand like this. And she could actually walk, but she doesn't know it and she'll fall down. We have this swivel chair in our living room and she'll grab that and she'll just walk around in circles. And I'll sneak up on her. She won't see me coming on the high side of the chair, the back side. And then she'll be coming around and I'll go, boo! And, and, and she doesn't scare. She giggles. And then she starts going the other way and then I meet her over there and we just play this little game. But I watched her. She started with a little, a lot. And that's how our spiritual walks are. And some of you, she could walk right now. Some of you are just like her. You could, you could be walking. You could be doing so much more. You just don't know it. But here's what you want to remember. We can become comfortable with the uncomfortable. So here's a statement that I think is life-changing. You ready? Here it goes. The word of God is our spiritual food and our workout. Isn't that amazing? It's both. It's our spiritual food and it's our resistance. It gives us things to do that are resistance. And the perfect example for this is the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians has six chapters and the first three are all spiritual food, or we also call that the milk of the word of God, right? So you can divide the New Testament into two parts. And so uh, if you read those first three chapters, it's going to tell you, man, when you accepted Jesus, he washed all your sins away, and you are holy and blameless in God's sight. You're seated together in heavenly places. It's just going to tell you all these cool things that God did for us through Jesus. But then you come to chapters 4, 5, and 6, and the Bible's going to tell you things like this. Wake up from spiritual sleep. Get up. Be filled with the Spirit. Husbands, love your wife like Christ loved the church, right? These are all leg side of the gym stuff, right? Um, put on the full armor of God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. And, and so if you haven't read Ephesians in a while, it'll be a great book to just read. Just six short chapters. It will change your life. And so part of the Bible is milk, it's spiritual food, and part is our workout or also meat. So listen to this scripture. The apostle Paul said this, Acts 20, 26. Wherefore I testify unto you this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. That's really wild. It's not, he, he's not talking about killing someone. He's not talking about doing anything physically to someone. But listen to what he's talking about. For I shrank not from declaring unto you the whole counsel 
of God. That's the Bible. And the whole means there's two parts to it, right? He said, I, I made sure I, I fed you the food that's really good. You need to drink it and eat it all the time. But, but then I also gave you the workout part. And I think this is fascinating because, you know, if, if he shrunk back from that, he would actually hurt people's spiritual walks. But you know what? He said, I didn't shrink back. And, and for us pastors, anybody that teaches the Bible, there's some messages that we teach or preach. Some of us are preachers, I'm not. But you know, when you're done and you're in the lobbies, there's chatter and people are giving you the high fives. Man, that was awesome. And then there's some parts when you teach them, it's a little, you know, it's a little tougher. Like, you know, God's asking us to live pure and do this and do that. Now, here's what I've learned. I've learned. Uh, to make everything fun. So no matter what I'm teaching, I'm gonna, we're going to have fun with it. I, I've learned to soften things, not compromise, but soften things. It's like when our kids were young, little kids, and, and they didn't want to take pills that the doctor wanted them to take. Uh, we couldn't get them to, to chew it. We couldn't get them to swallow it. So I used to sneak it in ice cream just on a spoon. Say, guys, you want some ice cream? Yeah, I'd love some ice cream. Here, have a taste. And it was inside the ice cream. And they didn't even know it. And they'd swallow it. And that's what I try to do when I teach. But he says the full counsel. He says, I didn't shrink back. So as teachers, we want to make sure we don't do that. And this reminds me of another believer's story. And many of you, I think if you're like 55 or older, you should remember this. But remember when liquid protein came on the scene? I remember liquid protein. Here's the idea. There was always powder protein, but then liquid protein showed up. And, 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 and the buzz about liquid protein is it will go immediately into your blood and into your muscles. So when you work out, your muscles have food. And I forget the exact instructions on how to take it. It was something like this. One tablespoon in the morning, one in the afternoon one at night, one tablespoon. But when we saw it was liquid protein, we carried it around like it was a water bottle. Some of you probably did the same thing. When I worked out with my partner, Joe, we both had our liquid protein. I like cherry flavor. And we would gulp it down. I want you to think about that, gulping it down. You know why it went off the shelves? People start dying all over the country from kidney failure. They were drinking too much of it. My wife told me years ago, she said, she wasn't a gym rat, but she drank it. And you know what we were doing? We were replacing food with a supplement. We weren't eating a full diet. And I think we do that spiritually. And we got to make sure we don't have spiritual liquid protein, that that's all we're feeding on. We want to make sure we're feeding on the whole counsel of God's word. But can I say this, especially for those of you that are new? Listen, we can't do anything without God's help. Here's one of my favorite scriptures. This is, I've meditated on this through this COVID-19 crisis. And it goes like this, Philippians 4, 13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I like that. And the giving of strength is referring to God's grace. And we could say God's grace is his ability that supersedes our ability in this context. So here's what he's saying. There's nothing that I can't go through without, you know, nothing I can't go through because I have the grace of God. I have God's help, God's ability. And so I've been thinking about that as we've gone through this situation we're all going through, and it really helps, man. I can walk through this because Jesus is going to give me the strength. You can walk through it because Jesus is going to give you strength. But guess what? You can go on the leg side of the gym too, man. Why? Because Jesus is going to strengthen you, and you can do everything 
that he asked. So, you know, the leg side is like our foundation. It's, it's gonna be the things we do that strengthen us spiritually, build our spiritual muscles. It's so important for us to do. We have to have that spiritual growth. And Jesus taught this incredible sermon, Sermon on the Mount. So he was on this mountain and it's five chapters of Matthew, Matthew chapters five, six, and seven. And he just gave us one leg day scripture after another leg day scripture. He gave us all these leg workouts, like, come on, Jesus, calm down. That's a lot of leg workout, right? And when he was all finished, he said this, Matthew 7, 24, 25, here, he's ending the sermon up. He said, all who listen to my instructions and follow them. So leg side is things, he says, I need you to do this. I need you to react this way in a circumstance, in a situation. He says, are wise. So all of us want to be wise. And then here's what he says. Like a man who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floods rise and the storm winds beat against his house, it won't collapse for it is built on a rock. And I just think of foundation, our legs, foundation, leg day foundation. And these are just things, if we put them into practice, listen, you're going to see in the next two verses that the person that doesn't do this, we, we all have the same storms. One person, it knocks them down because they didn't do the leg side of the gym and the other, they're fine. Watch this, Matthew 7, 26 and 27. But those who hear my instructions and ignore them are foolish. Well, he's not saying you're not going to go to heaven. That's not what he's saying. Uh, here's what he's saying. He's saying you're, you're hurting yourself. And here's why. They're like a man who builds his house on sand for when the rains and the floods come and the storm winds beat against his house, it will fall with a mighty crash. Thinking foundation. Build something on sand. Doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. He loves you no matter what. But it means, man, you're going to get knocked on your dupa when storms come. And so that's why this is so important. And here's the good news. We can become comfortable with, the, with anything that's uncomfortable. We can become comfortable with it. So I thought of some examples and I, I wanna share the first example with you. How, how does this work? Let's talk about some leg side of the gym things, okay? And, and, and here's one, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, the Bible says, love others like Jesus loved us. Now that's leg side of the gym, man. That is, that is some tough, tough scriptures but it will change your life and grow your spiritual muscles. Here's the verse, uh, John 15, 12 and 13. This is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. This is really powerful. This is a leg day scripture. And I thought, how could, how could we make this real? So. Uh, we have so many volunteers here at Warren Campus, Borman Campus, volunteers at TCI, volunteers um, at the traditional church. And I got to thinking about this. So if we took the Borman Campus, the Warren Campus, we do three weekend services, five, nine, uh, five on Saturday, uh, six on Saturday for Borman, um, and then 9 a.m. and 1045. And let's say you're a volunteer in the 9 a.m. service, okay? And there's someone in the department that you're volunteering in that just gets on your last nerve. So we're just making it simple, right? They just get on your last nerve. So maybe you just avoid eye contact with them. Maybe you roll your eyes when they talk and maybe they just talk all the time. They never stop talking. All they do is talk about themselves, you know, and they just get on your last nerve. So maybe you do this, Father, I just ask you, have them go to the five o'clock service, the six o'clock service. Father, 
put it on their heart to go to the 1045. I just don't want to, or Father, put it on their heart to help in another department. And some of us, that's how we feel. That's how we pray. But what if you made a decision? I'm going to go on the leg side of the gym and I'm going to do a workout here and I'm going to begin to love them just like Jesus loved me. And maybe it's just smiling and saying hello, being nice to them, you know, that type of thing. And just going out of your way to say something sweet, maybe standing or sitting next to them in a meeting and not avoiding them and not praying that they would go to another service. Guys, that's leg side of the gym. That's what we're talking about. And guess what? You're not going to have CLS. You'll never have chicken leg syndrome because you're going to build your muscles up, your legs, your whole body in a wonderful way. Here's another example. This one's really amazing. It goes like this. We need to cast, forget, and pushed forward. And casting is referring to the scripture, cast all your cares on the Lord. That, that's a leg day scripture, right? And then forget, we'll talk about, and pushing forward, we'll talk about. But listen to this scripture, 1 Peter 5, 7. Let him have all your worries, that's God, and your cares, for he always is thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. So you and I are going to have problems hit our life. And maybe it's COVID-19 or maybe it's things and problems COVID-19 caused in your life. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a physical bad report. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's financial. But we're always going to have these burdens. You know, we're talking about leg workouts, working our legs out. But there are some things that you weren't created to carry. And you and I were not created to carry the cares of this life. It doesn't mean we're weak. It just means God didn't design you to carry all the worries and cares that are hitting your life. He's designed you to say, here, I'm giving this to you, God. And I'll show you how that works. And I'll tell you a story. Um, when I remember the Thursday so vividly, however many weeks ago it was, four or five weeks ago, uh, when, when we found out, when the governor of Ohio said, no church services. I'll never forget hearing that. And I'm like trying to figure out, what? How, how do you... We're not allowed to have services. It's like, wow, that's crazy. And I remember that night calling pastors all over Trumbull County and talking and calling pastor friends around the country and just saying, hey, guys, how, do you, how, how are you seeing this? You know, we're just talking to each other. And I remember, man, that Thursday night after we figured it all out and we, we settled and we accepted we're not allowed to have church, it, it was emotionally tough for me. And it was a burden that I didn't give up to God right away. And so I'm carrying it around and I wake up Friday and I'm still carrying it around and I'm a little grumpy and I'm down and I'm bummed out. And all I'm thinking is, wow, how's that going to work? You know, how's that going to work? And how are we going to keep ministering to people? And, and of course, I'm not lying. You worry about revenue streams too, you know, got to shut the daycare down and just thinking about all those things. And it's like, I took that burden on and it bummed me out at the highest level. I remember Friday coming, driving to the office and I come in an outside door in my office and I just sit there all alone. So I was social distancing. But I remember I went by McDonald's and all I could think is, you know, three sausage egg McMuffins and a coffee could solve this problem, right? And I remember just saying, no, 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 I'm not gonna do that. But I come to the office, bummed out, really burdened, wouldn't show anybody that in public, but it's like weighing on me. 
And I'll never forget, this is what I did, and I've done it before, but this is a bigger thing. It's an unexpected thing. Just saying, God, I give you this problem. I am not capable of carrying this problem, and I'm gonna give it to you. And I remember the peace that came. And then I like what he says next, and you could be doing that in any area of your life. Listen to Philippians 3.13. This is the forget. No, dear brothers, I am still not all I should be. Now, this is the apostle Paul, the greatest man of God that ever lived. And he says, I'm still not all I should be. I want you to think about that. If, if he couldn't become everything he thought he should be, I don't think we ever will. I'm not saying we shouldn't grow, but we'll never be perfect, right? But he said this, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing. He's saying, I'm focusing on one thing. Here it is, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. So that past could be, uh, you know, his past religion, and now he's shifted. Mostly it's talking about his past failures. And I love what he says, man. He says, I'm just picking myself up and I'm going to forget that. And some of you, this is leg day, guys. You have to cast and then you have to forget. That's leg day. You have to say, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm giving you my failure. I'm giving you my, my burdens. And then you need to forget and you need to let it go and trust that God's gonna work on it. You need to forgive yourself. If you did something and you're getting back up from your mistake, you have to let it go. You have to forget it. So you cast, you forget, and, and I love, he talked about, he's insinuating now, he says, I'm looking forward to the future. Listen to the very next verse, Philippians 3.14, and it reads like this. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God is calling us up to heaven because of what Christ Jesus has done. And now he's saying, I'm gonna push forward. I'm not gonna mope. I'm not gonna focus on the past. I'm not gonna live in the past because you'll never have a future, but I'm gonna give the burden to the Lord. I'm gonna give anything I need to to the Lord. I'm not made to carry it. And then I'm gonna forget it. And then I'm gonna put all my energies. I am going to press forward. Guys, that's like day workout. But you, you can become comfortable with the uncomfortable. It will feel awkward at first. It will be difficult at first, but you can do it. And I want to give you one more real quick, just because it's a whole other category. And it goes like this. Put God first in our lives, right? That's a leg day scripture. Here's the scripture. Um, it, it says this, Matthew 6, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Notice how there's a reward. There's, there's always what you want on the other side. But listen to what he says. Seek first the kingdom of God. That means put God first in every area of your life. And that's leg day scripture. So how does that work for me? How does it work for you? Can we just talk about one thing? Devotions, our daily devotions, our Bible reading time, our prayer time. Guys, that's leg side of the gym, right? And only God can give you the grace to do it. I don't want to condemn anybody. But let me tell you about my life. Um, there are times when life becomes so busy, it begins to pull me away. And then if I don't make an adjustment, I'll get pulled away further. So I'm constantly going to the leg side of the gym, and I'm constantly saying to myself, no, Joe, you're going to rearrange your schedule. And I'll say, but I'm too busy. No, you're going to rearrange your schedule, but I'm too tired to get up. Or, but I'm going to rearrange my schedule, and I'm going to put God first. And we can do that in every area of our life. Guys, we can become comfortable with the uncomfortable, and everything you need, everything you desire, every bit of freedom you want is on the other side 
of discomfort. I hope I made some sense. I want to pray for you. Can we pray for everybody right now? I want to ask you to stick with me because I want to pray for everybody. Let's close our eyes wherever you're at. If you're able, close your eyes. Father, I pray for every believer that's listening. And I thank you for your ability, your strength that enables us to do everything. Lord, thank you for helping us understand there's two sides to the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us understand that we need to go on the leg side of the gym. Thank you, Lord, for showing us how not to have chicken leg syndrome, CLS. And Lord, I pray for everybody listening, and I ask you to give us the ability to see and the ability to do by the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for doing that in every one of our lives. You know, every time I teach, I'm teaching Christians, but I make it so a non-Christian can understand it. And maybe you're out there, maybe you're one of those thousands of people that are listening right now to this message and you're not sure of your forever. You're not sure of your eternity. You're not sure if you were to pass away, if you'd go to heaven or hell. Now, I'm not asking you to join our church or religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church. I'm not asking you if you attend church now. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult, all important things. Here's what I'm asking. What have you done with Jesus? The Bible says if you believe in your heart, not your head, we all know about him here. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth, Jesus, your Lord, I accept you. I believe in you. The Bible says we'll be saved. The Bible says that God will literally wash our sins away and make us one of his kids. And if you're listening, you say, I can't remember a day in my life where I did that. I'd like to pray with you right now. And, and all of our regulars that are watching, they're going to pray for you right now as I pray with you. And I want to ask you just to pray this prayer with me. Say, say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained. And this day I repent of all my sins. And I look to Jesus, the Savior. Jesus, I believe, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe what the Bible says, that you're the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by you. And that's a lot. You didn't have to say all that. But, but say this, this day I accept you as my Savior. I call you Lord, and I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you may not have felt fireworks go off, but something drastic has happened, and it's good. All your sins were washed away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. You know what else the Bible says? The Bible says all the angels in heaven and with God are celebrating. Do you know if one person on planet earth accepts Jesus, God and all the angels begin to celebrate. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.